listeners, welcome to another episode of Beckett's Babies. I'm Sarah Cho. And I'm Sam Collier. And today we're going to be um, looking for inspirations in headlines. So one way that you can get going with a new play if you're not sure where to start, or maybe for your daily writing exercise, you're not writing a whole play, but just a scene or a sketch, um, is to look all around you at the news and what's happening in the world. Yeah. Uh, I know news could get real depressing. That's true. Um, but if you just look carefully, there kind of there could be some fun headlines out there. Um, and this is before reading the article. That's right. Just looking just at the headline. Look at the headline and just sort of seeing uh, what stories it could inspire. So Sam and I, we're going to riff on some headlines. So and talk about can... what the play could be. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Mm-hmm. Why do you think it's important not to read the whole article? Just not to be so influenced by it because I think – if we read it, then maybe we'll start following that story. And then, oh, mm-hmm. you know, we kind of tend to, I mean, I think it's okay to me after you write it. <laughs> and they're kind of like, oh, that. Yeah. Or, but I think it's the, the game and the fun is just look at the headline and make up your own story. And what could that, what that story could be. And don't get too caught up in the facts. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, so let's look at the first headline. Uh, It's from New York Times. It says, my daughter was a preschool biter. (laughs) Okay, so what drew you to this headline, Sarah? I was thinking about just a very vicious preschooler. (laughs) Like, that is such a funny image. Just a very vicious preschooler and unable to make friends, maybe, because just she constantly bites people. Um, because also it reminded me when I was in preschool, I had this like really bad problem of spitting. Oh, it's such a weird habit. Like I spitting just at spit. people, spinning. No, not at people, thankfully. <laughs> but I would like spit on the ground. I would, you know, I think it was in preschool. Yeah, I was about the same age where uh, a teacher's like doing a storytelling, reading a book, and I'm in the sitting on the ground in the back and I'm just like spitting on the side of me. And she'd be, <laughs> my teacher would look and like, Sarah, I told you to stop it. You know, I don't know why I, ha- I formed this weird, crazy huh. habit of spinning. It was so weird. Thankfully, it phased out <laughs> in my life because I think being an adult woman and having trouble and just constantly spitting would probably um, make it difficult to make friends. Probably. So... Um, so yeah, what could so, you do if you were going to write a story inspired by this headline? My daughter was a preschool biter. So I was like thinking that's the inspiration, but maybe the play wouldn't be about this preschooler mm-hmm. self. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it's two parents. It's like a family drama. Maybe it's two parents. Like the the biting is a it's a consequence of something that's happening at home. Oh, something that's interesting. Bigger something there or um another idea i had was the principal mm-hmm. maybe it's a one-man show principal is in his office and there's a trend going on in school where all the preschoolers are biting each other he doesn't know how to fix it and um 
and his review is coming up in a mm-hmm. few days. Mm-hmm. Something like that. And um, like yeah. and like the school board is after him and they're trying to get him to address this problem of mm-hmm. preschool fighting. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not a problem. Like, or he knew of this problem for a while now, but he was kind of pushing it under the rug. <laughs> and now it's like, oh, it wasn't just one student. Now it's an epidemic. Here's another idea that just occurred to me. Because the way it, it's phrased, yeah. my daughter was a preschool biter, kind of sounds like mm-hmm. maybe this was some organized sport or league. Like what Ooh. if there was a whole league of preschool biters where they're, it's like competitive biting oh my that this gosh. daughter was oh. participating in. And the oh, parent wow. like a hunger game. <laughs> yeah, like, parents signed up this kid for this after school opportunity to, I don't know, build character. Oh, that's really and funny. Maybe, I love maybe that. the play takes place when the daughter's 15 or something and she's confronting her parents about <laughs> enrolling her in this program because it's caused all this damage. Another idea is uh it's a pre-zombie, like, <laughs> yeah. This is like a sign of, you know, we're, we're pushing it. And we're like, oh, it's, she's just, you know, it's a face she's going through. She's just a cute little girl, has a really bad habit. And then, uh, no, she's one of the first zombies. Little did they know. Little oh. did they know. So there's some, so just from that one head- headline, I think we got four or five mm-hmm. possible Place. All of them excellent ideas, if I do say so myself. Excellent. Honestly. Like <laughs> look what's out there. People. Play development in the fall. Better watch out. We're gonna <laughs> write there's gonna be like string of plays about a preschool biter. We could have a whole festival. <laughs> a whole festival, a really. Yeah. Uh let's look at the next okay. one. Next headline. Los Angeles Times. Uh, a 102-year-old woman faces eviction so the landlord's daughter can move in. It's completely legal. This is so sad. It is so sad. Uh, and it is something that's happening in L.A., uh, this homelessness problem. Yeah. It's constant. Um, well, but just the idea that you would evict a 102-year-old woman, you know, mm-hmm. who's probably been living there for a really long time, and this is her home, and... You're just going to kick her out. It's just awful. Yeah. And I wondered about the landlord's daughter. Mm -hmm. Like, how old is she? Is she a young 20-something-year-old influencer? (laughs) Just getting what she wants. Right. Um, Right. I love at the end of the headline, it's completely legal. Like, it just sounds so sassy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. It's kind of pointing to... The law is the problem. Like, maybe we need to protect mm-hmm. people better with the law. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so are you imagining a scene between the woman and the daughter? Because that's where my mind went. Yeah, th- my mind went there, too. And I was trying to think the next. So that was my first instinct, right? That was our first impulse. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to think. What's the second? And so part of me, if I was to remove the the woman and the daughter, 
I was wondering about this place that where the the yeah. apartment building where she's living. Um, yeah, I don't know. I like that the way you're thinking because you kind of take the idea behind the headline rather than the situation. Mm-hmm. And you think about how you could develop that idea into a different story, which is cool. Yeah. So I'm thinking apartments, um, the different apartments we could look at, different um, – maybe because, yeah, it's completely legal – and looking at different apartments, scenarios, something that's not legal. <laughs> well, just the idea that um, you can be evicted. And, and yeah. That, that your home can be and your life can be um, so um, – what's the word I'm looking for? Like vulnerable or mm-hmm. temporary. Um, and that's – you know, that's the reality for ever, pretty much everybody who rents. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there. I guess there are protections in place, and, and it varies from state to state. And you know what's sadder is that I've reached my limit, and I can't not read this article. What do you mean you read my free article? Oh, you can't read it because it's oh, because of the paywall. I can't read it. Oh, wow. Yeah, the paywall. I was like, I really want to read it. And I hit my limit of two a month or something. Yeah. <laughs> I should just really pay that 99 cents. Is that how much it costs? For, like, for the first month. <laughs> for oh, yeah. Weeks. Just pay it, Sarah. Oh, I know. Think about okay. all the good stories you could read in the LA Times. I know. Well, let's move on to the next one because I'm getting depressed. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Um, Trump. Oh, I'm going to read it. Mm-hmm. This is from the USA Today. Trump, firstly, Trump, f- comma, first lady, have tea with Prince Charles. Why'd you pick this one, Sarah? It is one of the major news, as always, per Trump. Um, I <laughs> I love how you had the comma. I was like, Trump is kind of like a lady. It's so, so it's just so interesting how they phrased it. They did, obviously didn't have room to put and in there, so they, they just put Trump <laughs> first yeah. lady. First lady have tea with Prince Charles. Um, I think it would be fun if, if the characters are the teacups <laughs> and like just wow, and then they're both name something really British. I don't know, like. What what are some British really British names? Um, like Bert, Bert Brennan mm-hmm. or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And they're like they're like looking up. We don't know that it's Prince Charles and Trump having the tea part, this like tea party, but they're all very scared. Or <laughs> I love that idea. Or, um, the teacups. Yeah, very like Disney, but. It'll be taking a uh, in a interesting turn. Um, mm-hmm. Or what about all the people behind the scenes? Like s- these big events require so much preparation and planning, and you know all the security people and the people who are like making the tea and pouring the tea. You know. Oh my gosh, I would love it if yeah, if it was this ensemble of 100 people <laughs> all making it Let's work make it and happen. like organizing 
you know, the the assistant, the coordinator, all just screaming at each other. Yeah. And then they all arrive just for a, a quiet five-minute tea. Yeah. <laughs> just drinking. And it'd be funny if that that was just the end. They just drink a couple sips and they're like, well, it was so Take great Take some to pictures. See. <laughs> Take some it could pictures. be a musical, I think, this idea. Ooh, big cast, fun. big song and dance numbers, you know. Mm-hmm. All the yeah. preparation. Yeah, for just five minutes. I would watch that. I would watch this for <laughs> this sure. This musical. This musical, five minute musical. Any other ideas? Well, I hate I hate plays about Trump, and I bet there's so many. Yeah, out I don't want right to make it a play about Trump. I think. You could yeah. also you could take the idea of it as you've been doing with the other ones and think about okay, what if you have two people who or three people who like really don't understand each other and don't like each other and don't respect each other in mm. this situation where they have to have like a formal meeting and well in in addition to that, I mean here you have Trump and Milani. Like what if you have a couple that has to put on a public face, but they've just had a fight or something. You can mm. have so much fun with that kind of a yeah a scene. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that could be really fun. But I agree. I'm there. There's so many plays about Trump, and there's a way in which, like, I don't know. We have so many more interesting things to talk about. Um, so far, we've called out on these three headlines Mm -hmm. um which of these do you feel is a full-length play and which of these is just kind of a short oh that's a good question ten minutes five ten minutes so far i feel yeah here's my answer Mm -hmm. i think the 102 year old woman facing eviction so the landlord's daughter can move in could be a full-length play Mm -hmm. i think my daughter was a preschool biter could be a one-act play I'm just totally winging this, but that's what I think. Yeah, And yeah. I think Trump and First Lady of Tea with Prince Charles could be either a big musical or like a 10-minute play sketch mm. kind of thing. Yeah. I I see what you're saying because um, with the preschool biter and the Trump with uh, Prince Charles Tea, uh, it, it feels like a, a moment. Or it kind of just feels like um, very contained mm-hmm. uh, event, whereas the Los Angeles Times kind of opens up bigger questions and yeah. the relationships. And so, so, yeah, I think I see that. I see that too. Um, looking at the next headline um, is from Entertainment Weekly. It says, Anderson Cooper forgot to tell his mom he was coming out. <laughs> you should have given, you could have given me a heads up. That was the headline. That's so um, entertainment I weekly. Is really reporting the news we need to know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I had, I was pulling from all kinds of I outlets. appreciate that. I really do. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So. Where would you go with this one, Sarah? Oh, I don't know. First of all, you for, forgot. Did you really forget? Like, <laughs> clearly you don't want to tell. Or, or 
I don't know. That was a just for God was kind of funny to me. I know. And what does that or, mean? Does that mean she found out when he came out on TV? Yeah, I think so. I think that's what it's implying. Because it, I mean, her, wouldn't she she's saying know? you could have given me a heads up? Wouldn't yeah. she? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't yeah. Know. And also, it tells me they don't have a good relationship. Oh, that's interesting. Or maybe he just thought it was no big deal, and she knew it. Like he thought she knew it was coming, and he didn't tell her the specific. It was going to air. Yeah, that could be. Yeah, but if it's very, if it's you know, if it's him coming out, it's important. I feel like wouldn't you want to tell all your personal people first? Well, that's in your that's life what before I mean. going. I to think the news? probably she knew he was gay, but he just didn't mm. tell her. Oh, mom, it's all it's going to be on TV. Oh, okay, so tomorrow. Mean. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's I don't know. That's why I think maybe they're making a story out of a non-story. Oh, I see. Except yeah. it could be an interest. It could be a fun little ten-minute play. I think that phone call between the mom and the kid, or or any situation where somebody finds something out on TV about somebody they in their family, and then they confront them. That could be a fun story. Um, an idea I had. Nothing really to do with Anderson Cooper's mom, but something to do with miscommunication and media. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe even social media. Just some kind of miscommunication, something being misrepresented. I'm, I know it's really broad, but I was just thinking some you're finding out something personal in the most impersonal right. way. <laughs> something like that. Right. I didn't know he was gay. You didn't? I did not. Until I, when? I really Until didn't. now? Um, I did, until I saw this headline. Yeah, oh, wow. I didn't know he was gay. Yeah. Nick knew. He said, what? He's so gay. And I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> oh, like, oh, Nick, FYI, people don't know, as, as my fiance. Yeah, but, you got to mention him in every episode. Yeah. <laughs> I know, sorry. And listeners, they're getting married, in case you didn't know. Yes. <laughs> uh, um yeah okay that's really funny other i can't believe you didn't know well that- yeah no i didn't i didn't yeah i know <sighs> did not know oh so i um who's the other host on cnn or sarah i don't watch tv Oh, <laughs> I don't know. True, don't know you do that. not. Here, I'm thinking of oh, another okay. story, though. I think you could have a really fun. This mm. could be. I'm thinking more something on TV or film, but I can imagine this could be a fun scenario to write, where like the episode is going to air in half an hour, or the show in which this big story breaks, and the sun is trying to get a hold of his mom and tell her before she sees it, Ooh. right? And, like, that's the premise. And, like, for whatever reason, he can't reach her on the phone. So he's, like, trying to find her all over town. I don't know. Mm, I like that. Yeah. That could be fun. That could be really fun. That And that really ups the state. Right. Of right. The situation. And, yeah, I like that. That's really fun. 
I see that as a, oh, I don't know. I can see that like at least an hour. I would see that for an hour. <laughs> well, and I think it would work well on screen because you could show the mom going about her day, right? And like you could mm-hmm. cut to the son trying to figure out where she is. But it would have to be like some really big piece of news um, that if she saw it, or maybe it's like two people who are getting married and like if if the if the one person sees the news before the other person tells them in person, like it could mean call off the wedding, you know, that'd be high stakes. Yeah. Mom, I ate my brother. (laughs) (laughs) Just something like that. that? I don't don't know. Like that's horrible. I'm I'm riffing. I know. I know you're riffing. You're riffing. You're riffing. It's good. (laughs) All right. It's good. Okay. Uh, okay, cool. Jeez. Okay, I'm going to be thinking <laughs> about that one. Okay, next one. Washington Post. He asked the FBI to analyze Bigfoot hair 40 years ago and never heard back until now. <laughs> okay. So funny. It's amazing. So funny. He asked the FBI to analyze Bigfoot hair 40 years ago and never heard back until now. Oh my God. If this was a podcast series, I feel like this would be really good. First of all, this guy has got to be like 70. I mean, because Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. nobody, well, I mean, I guess he could be 60, 60 or 70, but like probably he was 30 by the time he was um, finding Bigfoot hair and Mm -hmm. sending it to the FBI. Although I suppose it's plausible that he did that in his 20s. But either way, but either way, who is this guy? And he gets a call. Like, he's just living his life. He's retired. He's, like, probably on a beach somewhere. And he gets this call from the FBI, and they're like, remember that sample you sent us 40 years ago when you were a different man? Yeah. We have news Mm -hmm. for you. And I'm just thinking about this character of this man, like – He's older. He maybe has a child or two. They're all adults now. They don't want to talk to him. <laughs> He's um, estranged from his family. Yeah. yeah oh, and, and maybe, maybe they call him and they're like, listen, we need you to go back to where you found this hair because like there's some other piece of information they need. And so he's like put that life behind him, the adventure life. But now right. it, as his – like 70 year old self he's going to call up his estranged son and ask him to go on this trip with him and it's going to be like father daughter i mean father son bonding experience and this son or daughter Probably. being like dude don't call me anymore <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what did i say about you contacting me and none of this bigfoot stuff <laughs> Um, I'm so over it. And it's like, but the FBI, like, you're lying. You're a liar. FBI never called you. You're imagining. Oh, like they don't believe again. him. Again. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Maybe they don't believe him. Like, if, I mean, I think if you're um, like a Bigfoot theorist believer, no one's going to believe right. you. Right. Like, no one believes you. There's, you're going to uh, run into that. So, Here's this opportunity where he like he could 
unblemish his name with his family. <laughs> like, this is happening. Um, that'd be funny. What if – okay, here's another idea. Totally different. What if the hair was not from Bigfoot, but the FBI determined that this hair is somehow linked to a cold case of a murder? And so – and now he's a suspect. It would be so funny, though. Yes, on that line, he's a suspect – but in his own life, he was like, he thinks he's like, oh my gosh, they did it. Right, right. <laughs> like, he, Bigfoot, doesn't like, he, did, he doesn't know. He doesn't know. Oh my gosh. That'd be so, that'd be such a fun story. Um, or they're like, how did you find out about Bigfoot? This is a government secret. We have to keep you quiet. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this is a good one. There's so many possibilities. Yeah, I think yeah. what makes it so good is the 40 years and hearing from them after so long and also the Bigfoot element and also the FBI. Yeah. yeah there's a lot of juicy specificity there mm-hmm. that you could play with. Oh yeah. This is a good one. I I'm, I believe in Bigfoot. I don't know about you, do? you but I do believe I, I do. I think they're out there or used to be out there, but I think they at some point existed now we're going to get some random messages. Like, I, I believe Well, you. remember Teresa in our grad school class, <laughs> Teresa Yacobasi wrote um, a Bigfoot play. What was that called? It was really good. Teresa, if you're listening, we want you to keep working on your Bigfoot play. We're thinking about you. Uh, the next headline is the from The Atlantic. The Sam picked this one. <laughs> of course. Uh, when your final exam is surviving the wilderness... So I already read this article, so I want you to talk about what you think. Okay, so when your final exam is surviving the wilderness, already a, I just imagine a class, mm-hmm. like a giant class, um, and maybe the beginning of it, I don't know the story or how it would end, but I just imagine the setting, it just feels like a normal classroom, mm-hmm. but the everything the teacher is teaching at the top is not what you would maybe learn in a normal public school <laughs> like unusual lessons very unusual lessons and you're and as an audience you're kind of trying to piece it together mm-hmm. you're like what is this class are we in some weird distant future of like dystopia mm-hmm. or what is happening um that's how i imagine that's how i would open like what kinds of things like they're learning how to splint a broken arm or something Mm -hmm. Or how to start Um, a fire. Smelling different scents. (laughs) Distinguishing (laughs) what is what. Uh, I don't know. What do you do in the wilderness? That's where my mind went. (laughs) I don't know how that would help you at all. I don't know. Because you're like, oh, this is a wolf track smell. (laughs) This is a bear track smell. And if I go to either of these tracks, I will die. This is a Bigfoot track smell. (laughs) This is a, yeah. Um, so if not that, then what? Well, I think you would learn, um, like how to build a shelter and how to make a fire. That's useful. And how to forage for food. Well, so can I talk about what the article was about? These, these are eighth graders and in this little town in Alaska, in, as part of their middle school curriculum, they learn all these wilderness survival skills, like exactly what you're talking about. Like they learn how to in their regular class, they learn 
how to survive in the Alaskan wild. And then their final exam is there for three days and two nights. They're like on their own foraging for food. And so they learn how to eat things like snails and sea cucumbers. And oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. No, it's a good story. Did everyone ace their exam? They didn't say that in the article. That's a good question. I mean, I think they all survive. So we think. <laughs> well, they're there with chaperones. I don't think the chaperones are going to let anybody die. But it's oh, like the Coast okay. Guard drops them off at this island and they have no cell phones. You know, they're totally on their own. This honestly, this does sound like Hunger Games, or well, except Battle they're not Royale fighting to the death. I know they're I working know. together. Yeah, I like this game though. See, the problem is since I read that article, it's hard for me to think of what the story could be. So you're right. It's better to just look at the headline. Yeah, it's more fun. I think it's more fun mm -hmm. when it comes to generating because you're sort of left to your own mind and imagination mm -hmm. of what could be. There was a story in the local Traverse City paper, which is called The Record Eagle, the other day about this guy who um, was basically he was found covered in blood downtown and he had and he had a big wound on his head and like did not remember how he had gotten this wound. And that could be a really interesting beginning to a play. Yeah. <clears throat> Oof. I know. Ugh. He, he was like, no, I definitely was not hit by a car. Nobody attacked me, but I don't remember what happened. He doesn't remember what happened. Yeah. But then the next day, they in the, the, an article the next day had a theory. Do you want me to tell you what the theory is? Yes. So the police think what happened was he fell off a building, the roof of a building, because they found some – they found like a backpack um, and like um, a bottle, like a whiskey bottle at the top of this like – on top of a roof right near where he, the, there was blood on the ground below the roof, below the building. So anyway, they think he fell off a roof. Yeah. And just, you cannot make this up. I know. Like this is this happening all over the world. Like just stories, stories like, this. like this. Yeah. Yeah. That it's happening. And um, with all these headlines that we read, it's, that's why I think headlines is or news and in general is kind of a if you're just sitting there and you're like, I don't know what to write. I have nothing. I have I don't know. My mind is blank right now. It's just kind of fun to just look at the headlines. Mm -hmm. I agree. Um, Usually you can look at headlines without having to get past the paywall. <laughs> right. <laughs> True. <laughs> um, yeah. So this is fun. I hope this inspired you to um, or have some like a practical exercise under your tool belt to try out for yourself listeners and speaking of exercises i can now provide the answers to the challenge we posted on instagram a few weeks ago yes so um this was the first of what i hope will be many instagram challenges um we posted 10 last pages of plays and the challenge was to guess or see if you could identify what the plays were. So I will now tell you what they were. This was really hard, you guys, and I think our future challenges um, need to be less hard. So I take full responsibility. So the first one was Embers, which is a play by Samuel Beckett. 
The second one was Death and the King's Horseman by Wole Soyinka. The third one was America, America Hurrah by, I'm going to not pronounce this name correctly, Jean-Claude Van Italy. The fourth one was Blues for an Alabama Sky by Pearl Cliche. Uh, the fifth one was The Secretaries by the Five Lesbian Brothers. Six was Light Shining in Buckinghamshire by Carol Churchill. Seven was Marcus and the Sickness of Sweet by Terrell Alvin McCraney. Eight, The Real Thing by Tom Stoppard. Nine, Mother Courage by Bertolt Brecht. And ten was a Slovenian translation <laughs> of A Streetcar Named Desire by Tennessee Williams. Wow. I know. Sam, you really did not want me to send someone a pencil. That's what this is. I don't know. I don't know why I made it so hard. I don't know what I was thinking. I think what, you know, I have all these plays and I was looking for really cool endings. And I mm-hmm. kind of forgot mm-hmm. about the part that was like, they should be plays that people will recognize. <laughs> so we, you but know. we did have one play- listener who guessed oh yes like half of them alex mallory you get the the shout out because we were very impressed sometimes you didn't even know the play but you were able to identify the writer based on style and i think that is the sign of a brilliant director so i think you have a really amazing bright theatrical future ahead of you um we are playwrights and we believe in process. We'll do better next time. <laughs> we learned. We learned, you guys. We, learned, we did. We learned. Yeah. We learned. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for sharing, Sam. We're going to now move on to glistens. Okay. Um, so my glisten for this week is uh, in our last episode with Monica, I, I think we were like we were talking about some moments about comedy and kind of what it is, and yeah. I was kind of like stewing on it a bit. And then uh, Nick, my fiance, <laughs> um, he he sent me this quote. I don't I don't think he listened to the episode, but he like sent me this uh, quote uh, by Moler. He said it says the duty of comedy is to correct men by amusing them. Ooh. And I, I was like, this is what I was trying to say. Like, he said it in such a very concise way while I was just trying to figure it out. Um, I love that. But, yeah. And I think it really sums up to how I feel like comedy is for me and just sort of the role as comedy is played. Like, it's more than just getting on stage, farting in buckets, and throwing – peas in your hair and just being like this is funny you know it's it's like that's it's looking at our time and you know finding a poignant way to say something about what's going on yeah yeah and comedy is such a great way to entertain and what it says amuse them Mm -hmm. but kind of show them like this is like effed up yeah, that it you has know, this what's going this on. deeper purpose and this so- social purpose. and political purpose. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love yeah, that. and that's why I feel like when I – first of all, I'm just so – when it comes to comedy, it's like hard for me to laugh because <laughs> I'm so jaded now. And so when I see like on stage, it's people farting in buckets and throwing piss in their hair. Do they do that? Like, 
No, oh, I'm exaggerating. Okay, okay. But they're just checking. <laughs> I'm exaggerating. Um, but that's there's no like element of surprise. There's no technique. There's nothing in there for me to just and to say what is this about? Like I sit there and go like, well, I just feel like I. I, I would have probably had better time just scrolling on my phone <laughs> watching this. Yeah. Um, I think that just means you're addicted to your phone. That's true. True. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even going to fight that. Um, no, I know yeah, what you mean, I'm, though. It's like it's mm-hmm. it's disappointing to see something that feels ex- totally expected. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know what's – and I feel like comedy, it is getting harder just due to the time. You know, what it's because so much of comedy reflects our times mm-hmm. that, you know, yeah, a comedy show 20 years ago is, it's just doesn't have the same impact or we find funny or it could be way more, it could be so offensive, <laughs> right. you know, but it's just reflected a time, a certain time and how people viewed the world at the time so yeah comedy's kind of great it's a it's a it's hard to write a comedy i like that quote i like the idea that Mm -hmm. comedy has this job to do yeah cool i'm gonna think about that well my glisten i suppose is that this week has been smart commute week in traverse city and I've been biking to work every day. I've been biking to work every day. And it's so easy. I don't know why I haven't been doing it all year. Well, I know I wasn't well, doing it in January. Did, yeah. Well, did it stop snowing? <laughs> but um I don't I don't know how to make this a glisten except that it, it's only a couple miles and there's a trail that goes by right by my house and right to the school that's just for bikes. Mm-hmm. And I guess my glisten is um, look around your neighborhood and see what opportunities there are for getting around in a different way. Yeah. I've been really wanting to just walk to the train station that's near me yeah. and take that to go to work. and Instead and of like- driving? Yeah, instead of driving, and I like wake up, and I go, ah, I just want to spend a little more time at home. I know, before I have yeah. to go to work, and that's what makes it so hard for me. It's so hard, yeah. I know. It's like, oh, uh, I just work in general. I dread it, and I don't want to go towards it. But, uh, but yeah. But the nice thing about the train is, then you can do other things besides driving. Right. Right. True. Well, listeners, get out there and. Commute smart. (laughs) And think about the duties of comedy. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess we'll leave it there. Yeah, we'll leave it there. And stay tuned for another challenge, which we promise will not be so hard. I can't promise. Well, you should promise that. Okay. It wasn't my challenge. I'm I'm making that promise to you all. Yeah. And I'll I'll make sure she does her I'll, I'll look at it like if i don't know half of this then i'm out okay that's good thanks all right thanks listeners bye